0: What is up, ambitious listeners? If you have not listened to any of my episodes before this one, I am telling you, please stay tuned for this one. This is one of my favorite episodes I've ever gotten the privilege to do. I left it entirely unedited so that people can really see the genuine positivity that Mark and Lily preach, and they practice what they preach, truly. Um, They're incredible humans, and it was one of the most pleasant and polite conversations I've ever got the privilege to do on this show and yeah I really hope you guys enjoy I'm gonna start after a quick word from our sponsors Lily's an incredible human so hope you guys enjoy a uh, quick word from anchor and then right on with the show hello hi hi Dylan hi how's it going oh good yeah there
1: we are we can find
0: I'm so glad we could finally do this. Thank you for uh, hanging with me despite the uh, original issues and being a little late today with the technical issues. Uh,
1: That's
0: all right, no problem. How are you guys doing with everything right now in the world?
2: Good, struggling because I can't skate, but otherwise, okay. They've just let off the restrictions in England so they can go skate, but in Wales, we're still not allowed out.
0: Oh. That sucks. Well, eventually, hopefully you guys will be let out and hopefully here in America, they'll let us out soon, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Are you based in New York then yourself or?
0: Yeah, I'm based out of upstate New York. So long way from you guys.
1: Yeah. How's it been there? Because we've been kind of seeing that New York was hit quite badly. Um, same same in kind of California. But uh, any personal experiences, any family all good in that?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm blessed. My family and friends, I haven't had anybody that's come down with it. And uh, we've been. I've been social distancing. A lot of my friends have been social distancing family. But uh, yeah, I know in New York City, it's pretty bad. I'm about 90 miles from there. So we're kind of um, isolated from there, but we're still getting a lot of cases here. But hopefully it quiets down soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all looking quite positive across Europe now. So uh, hopefully that's the end of it um yeah so we'll we'll see i mean it's just been a weird there's there's so much weird stuff going on in the world right now so uh yeah we'll hopefully we'll be able to just notch this down in a couple of months time with just experience and we can all get on with our lives
0: hopefully so i do want to give uh lily i do want to give you a proper intro here so i'm gonna start Right now, and for my listeners tuning into this, Lily is one of the most exceptional human beings I have ever heard about. Despite having a rare condition called HSP, which is hereditary spastic paraplegia, she is still battling, and she's an absolute incredible human being she's a wheelchair motocross champion and an absolute legend ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show lily rice and her father mark thank you guys for doing this lily how's it going
2: it's really good thank you it's so great to be speaking to you
0: so thank you for coming on and i want to dive right into what you do you are such an incredible human being what led you to wheelchair motocross and what is that kind of like
2: Um, I was just scrolling on the internet one day and saw someone riding and I was like, wow, that's really cool. I want to try that. And then eventually I got a chair donated by me, by the men's world champion. And ever since I got that chair, it's been a game changer. I've been having the time of my life for three years, just riding, having fun at skate parks all across the world. And I've had so many amazing opportunities that I'm so grateful for.
0: That's awesome. Now, how have you developed as a competitive motocross and how have you developed overall with it? And do you feel that this is something you absolutely love?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I love this sport so much. Um, I've like always when I'm at a skate park, I feel really motivated to try new things. I often look at what other skateboarders and BMX riders are doing around the skate park and see how I can adapt what they're doing into what I'm doing. We've also been working on getting the WCMX and adaptive skate scene in the UK, getting that bigger and going around coaching some kids all over the UK as well.
0: That's really cool. So you're kind of trailblazer in the sport. You're trying to uh, lay a ground for yourself and also lay a ground for people behind you to kind of uh, follow that and continue to grow and build the sport. That's really awesome, Lily.
2: Yeah, definitely. I just want to like share my sport with as many people as possible, really, like, this sport's completely changed my life for the positive and I want other people to be able to experience all the things I've experienced too.
0: That's absolutely incredible. Now, how have you kind of experience everything with the sport I guess I'm kind of I'm entirely really new to the sport so kind of take myself and my listeners through what the sport entails and what a I guess regular day of training is like for this and how you grow obviously right now it's weird with the pandemic but how do you normally train for this and what's the kind of process like I guess
2: yeah so I'm still a student in school so obviously school's kind of like a big priority as well as skating. WCMX stands for wheelchair motocross, and it's basically riding a wheelchair in a skate park. So I've kind of got a balanced school life and revising with skating. But I think I do that pretty well. Um, My local skate park's about 30 minutes away from where I live. So after school, I try to get up the skate park as often as I can. Um, Yeah, I do like a few other things On the side, since we've been in lockdown, I've been working out pretty much every day just to try to keep my fitness up and still be as strong as I am when I can go back out to the skate park.
0: That's awesome. And I did entirely forget to mention that when I was doing the intro. Thank you for reminding me. You are only 15. That's absolutely incredible. You've done this much at 15 and you're growing a sport. And honestly, for my listeners, if you hadn't said you're 15, I don't think anybody would have known. You sound so incredibly mature and educated in everything. So that's absolutely outstanding and a shot or a, I guess, showing of how your parents raised you, which is absolutely phenomenal for them.
2: Yeah, I've been really lucky to have supportive parents and, like, friends and family as well. Everyone's really supportive of what I do, and it's really great to be surrounded by people like
0: that. Now, what has this sport done for you? You mentioned you love it, and you mentioned you're growing with it. But what has this done for you? Obviously, you were um, unfortunately having this condition, but how has this kind of given you an escape from that and allowed you to kind of get away from that and be more than just that?
2: My family have never really tried to, like, wrap me in bubble wrap, as they say, What like, in terms of my disability, they've always tried to treat me as, like, how they would, they treat my sister. Um, I think that's really good, because I haven't been, like, told I can't do things because of my disability. I've just gone on and tried hard and been encouraged to do things that I found difficult. Um, before I started WCMX, I was quite low. I didn't really have many friends in school. I was kind of ashamed of my disability and wanted to hide it as much as I could. But when I start riding, it kind of come out in me and I was like, I don't really need to hide my disability. Having a wheelchair is fun and I can do loads of things that other people can't do with a wheelchair. Um, so like I said, I've been riding for three years now and it's just got better and better as I've been riding. In September, I won the World Championship last year so it's really cool to have that title right now um the year before that I came second in the world championships and that was my first competition I'm also the second girl in the world to land a backflip on a wheelchair which is a pretty crazy stunt to do whatever you're riding on so
0: to be doing that is really cool That's incredible. Now, I guess, breaking down your accolades a little more in depth here, what was the World Championships like, and what is that process like, and how did you become a World Champion? That's incredible.
2: Yeah, so the World Championships was done over three days. You have a training day, a qualifier day, and a final. Um, You're obviously allowed to come ride the park before the training day as well. Um, Yeah, so training day... I rode around the park. Obviously, I've been riding the skate park for a couple of days, so I was kind of used to it. So you have like a one minute 30 or two minute run, depending on how the people want to run the competition. And you get two of them and you basically just ride your best for that amount of time and try to do as many tricks as you can. I was placed second in qualifiers, so I knew I kind of had to up my game for the final. Uh, the little trick I was he- holding back from the qualifiers, so I pulled out in the final, and I think that was what what got me to win.
0: That's awesome. Now, you mentioned being one of the only people ever to complete a wheelchair backflip. You were also the first female in Europe to do that. What is that like? And I don't think, I mean, you mentioned it a second ago, doing a backflip on its own is incredibly difficult. And now you're doing that with a wheelchair. You're incredible. How did you do that and what is that like to be one of the few humans to ever do that?
2: It's pretty crazy to say that I is a backflip on a wheelchair. Um, I landed it when I was 13 years old, so it's pretty cool as well. I went to the skate park, and, and I told myself a week before when I was doing an interview that I want to land a backflip, and I did three hours training on one day and three hours training on the next day. I practiced into a foam pit just getting the rotation, the first three hours and then the next day when I came back I practiced a bit in the foam pit and then I went onto to the ramp and I eventually landed it after falling on my face a couple times.
0: I guess that's a good metaphor for life though too. You may fall but you get back up and do it and you absolutely did it and you have continued to grow in the sport and as a human you also received a lot of accolades outside of just the sport you were named young sportsman of the year at the welsh sports awards last year and you're also the bbc radio teen hero award in 2018 what are those accolades like to receive from you obviously you mentioned your sporting accolades but what are those off the course accolades kind of mean to you
2: um it's really cool to like win awards like that not just to say that I've won the award but to show people that look I'm in a wheelchair I've got a disability my legs don't work but that's not stopping me and I'm still having fun and out there doing a sport keeping myself entertained and inspiring more people to get into sport whether it is WCMX or any other sport they want to try I think you've just got to follow your dreams and hopefully one day you'll get there but there's nothing wrong with dreaming big
0: That's absolutely incredible. Now, I guess my next question for you is, you just mentioned this a little bit before and throughout this, is how does it make you feel, you know, to overcome everything you've had to overcome? And how do you think that that's teaching younger people, even younger than yourself, to learn and say, okay, well, looking at her, looking at all the incredible stuff she's done, I can do that. I can overcome a disability and be incredible i shouldn't be tied down to this what does that mean to you to be a role model for younger people
2: i think that when you're growing up with a disability obviously you're surrounded by a lot of people who don't have disabilities um there's nothing bad about that obviously because you learn from the people who aren't disabled and you can learn things and be independent but i think it's really good to also have friends who are in wheelchairs or have similar conditions to what you do because then you can show them how to do things that able-bodied people wouldn't necessarily be able to teach them. I've been not just working with kids in the UK, but I recently went over to Florida in February and they had a big thing um, with the kids. They're really big about getting kids into the sport and it was great to work with ASF and help these kids and teach them new tricks. And there was one specific kid I bonded with pretty well and he's now being featured in a documentary that should be coming out in a couple of weeks.
0: That's awesome, wow. Now, you did mention you're still a student, although you're doing all this incredible stuff, you are still a student. So a couple questions about that. What's your favorite subject in school?
2: Oh, that's really hard for me. Um, I used to not like school at all, but now I don't mind it as much in school in the uk it's a bit different to how they do it in america but basically we do like something called a gcses which you then sit when you're 16. so for gcses my favorite subject was probably product design that of kind of pretty self-explanatory you just had to make something um and then we had an exam on like the knowledge of it i made something that would attach onto the front of my wheelchair like an off-road attachment so that was really cool but i also really enjoy the biology side of science
0: that's awesome we just had a british biologist on the other day to talk about covid and everything so that's really cool and getting to see an international biology perspective on this show but talking about your future i guess especially in education obviously you have an incredibly bright future in the sport but what is your education goals for the future
2: well um So we've just taken our A-level options, which is like the next step after GCSEs. And I've opted to do sport and medical science. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, I'll be studying them for two years as well as a subject called Welsh Back, which is only a Welsh subject, but it's pretty cool. And you can kind of study all different things within that subject. Um, After that, I'm not sure if I wanna go to university or not yet. It's quite a while to think about it still. But I'd really like to go pro and like instead of going to university, just skate full time. I might be paid for what I do and be able to travel around the world, skating and coaching.
0: That's awesome. Now, I don't know if your father's still there. Mark, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. So I got a few questions for you about your daughter. How incredible is it for you to watch your daughter grow? And she's such an intelligent young woman, but how incredible is it for you to see her be a trailblazer in the sport and do all the things she's doing? Yeah, I think
1: um, it's, it's kind of like um, been a whirlwind, really. I mean, the last three years has just flown by and uh, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. But yeah, it's really nice to see how she's matured and... Um, you know you mentioned earlier about being a role model i think um you know looking back at sports stars over the years uh you know it's it it's you kind of um notice that that they're not just good at their sport they're a kind of all rounder and a nice person and i'm i'm i think I'm, I'm most grateful that Lily's actually turned out all right, <laughs> for want of a better word. You know, she's she's handling her responsibilities really well, and um, you know, and and for that I'm grateful for really above and beyond anything. I mean, she mentioned that the sport had changed her life, and um, you know, and that that's for the better as well. She's so much more focused and positive as a result of the sport. I think her mental health is a lot uh, better than it was a few years ago when she was accepting a disability. Um, So, you know, one can just be grateful really
0: that's awesome. Now, how incredible is it for you to watch your daughter do all of this, whether it be educationally having success, whether it be on the course having success, whether it just be, you know, I just hit on her being a role model and you being grateful for that. But what does it feel like from a father perspective to just watch your daughter do all of this?
1: Oh, yeah, it, you know, it makes me proud. It makes us all proud uh, as a family. And, um, you know, I think it's it's about changing people's perceptions about wheelchairs. Um, you know, they they you know they can be fun and they can be cool i mean that's the other thing i think that you know the wheelchairs have, have they've got shock absorbers on them and uh, that's on the back wheels and then on the front wheels they've got like a bushing like a skateboard would have that gives you some um, uh, shock absorption you know the front wheels are skateboard wheels um brightly coloured uh, spokes on the on the back wheels and you know and then the rider wears a helmet and pads and you know uh, gets into the skating kind of clothing and you know I think it, I think it, it's it's encompassing it's a lifestyle sport like no other and it just slots in at the skate park community so well so whether you know Lily's friends are, are scooter riders or skateboarders or BMXers they're all just there on wheels you know having fun and I think there's a place there for people with disabilities as well um so you know it's it's, it's that uh, social inclusion that's uh, really important and i think that's helped lily kind of realize that you know yeah okay she might be different to everybody else but she's also the same as well if you know what i mean
0: that's awesome now what was your reaction though when she comes up to you and says, "Dad, I want to do this. I want to do wheelchair and motocross." What is your reaction, and how was that conversation really? Um,
1: well, initially, I was a bit like, uh, "No, that looks a little bit dangerous," <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, I surf myself, and you know, skateboarding's a bit kind of associated with surfing, so it wasn't too foreign uh, for me, even though I surfed more than skateboarded and um and once we kind of started going up to the skate parks it wasn't too long before i got myself a, a skateboard and i thought well i've got to kind of uh, mess around as well while i'm up there so um yeah so i've made some friends as well through it which is uh which is crazy um but it, it's you know it's not for any parents out there it's not uh dangerous at all because you you go with what you do um, at your own pace and you don't do anything dangerous if you don't want to. I think the biggest fear for anybody that's going to a skate park, whether you're able-bodied or with a disability, is actually getting onto the concrete for the first time. And, and actually, you know, it's quite, it, can be, it can feel like it's quite intimidating place, but actually once you start to kind of talk to people, you realise that that community are really helpful. I mean, there's no official... Um, tutoring it's all kind of done by peer review um, where everybody's just really encouraging and it's you know social media is a big part of it so if you're practicing a trick it often gets recorded and then you post it on your social media and then you know people give you positive comments and it encourages you further to try things so you know from small little seeds big trees grow you know and it's just practicing and keeping practicing and you know you, you get hooked to it then and and that's what I've seen with Lily you know.
0: That's really cool. Now, Lily, just a few more questions for you before we close out here. You mentioned wanting to go to the pros. What is the goal? I guess, say, obviously you still have to finish schooling, but maybe a 10-year individual goal for yourself for the sport.
2: Um, Well, I've just started working with USA Skateboarding to try to get WCMX and Adaptive Skate into the Paralympics by 2028. So obviously you want to keep working with them and try to get the sport more well-known. But then personally, I'd just like to travel more and have some more amazing experiences like I've already had um, and just live my life to the fullest. You know, I was actually invited this year to carry the Olympic torch for the relay. Um, So hopefully I'll get that opportunity next year now that the Paralympics and Olympics have been cancelled this year.
0: That is still so cool that you were to have had that opportunity, and hopefully they still give you that opportunity to do that when we finally do have an Olympics after uh, all of this mess is over. But my final question for you, Lily, and thank you guys so much for giving me the time to talk to you. Your story is absolutely incredible, and it's left me speechless a lot throughout this interview. So my final question for you. Is when it's all said and done, your career, everything you wish to accomplish in life, and pretty much your life as a whole. What do you want your legacy to be?
2: Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. That's a really hard question. Yeah, I just want, like, I just want everyone to know, like, just dream big. My quote is, "You can do anything you want to. You just have to put your mind to it or do it differently." Um, my hashtag is putting the ability into disability. So I guess just having something like that.
0: Now, you said you didn't know what your legacy is, but I think you just kind of hit on it. You are an absolute trailblazer and role model, and I think that, Lily, is your legacy. You are just an incredible human, and you're only 15. You have so much to grow and develop as an athlete and as a human, and you're already on your way. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been a pleasure to talk to your father. You've done a great job raising her. She is an incredible human being. Thank you guys for your time. Um, Before we close out, I want to give you guys the opportunity to plug – uh, Lily, your social media and anything you're involved in that's coming out soon, and just the floor is yours before we close out. Yeah, sure. my all
2: my social medias, Lily uh, LilyRice underscore WCMX. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I can't even think what social medias I'm on. There's so many, but yeah, if you search Lily underscore WCMX, they should all be there. And if not, you can use my hashtag, putting the ability into disability. Yeah, just stay tuned on my Instagram for any updates about anything coming out, really.
0: That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the incredible Lily Rice. Thank you guys so much for doing this, and it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. It was a pleasure
2: to speak to you, too. Yeah, thanks, Dylan.
0: Thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you still there? Okay, I wanted to do the uh, show transition and then uh, give it a break so I can clip the audio as well. Um, Thank you guys again so much and I am going to uh, send this to you guys when I post it. I'm a little backed up on interviews, but I do want to, I guess, give you guys interview prominence and try to push it out there within the coming weeks because of the inspirational message it has, and with everything in the world right now, you guys, I think it needs a little more joy and goodness, so I want to try to push this out and get it out in the coming weeks, so uh, probably not this week, but I think next week or in the next two weeks, I'm going to have this out, so I will email you, uh, Mark, with the link, and I will tag Lily in uh, Twitter and Instagram, so uh, it'll be easy to find and the cover art will be easy to find so yeah thank can you, you guys just give again. us the,
1: those details then and then we can follow you then
0: uh my yeah, social media yeah. now oh so for instagram it's at ambitious podcast okay and then for twitter i think it's at ambitious with dp
1: ambitious what with
0: DP with with dp okay
1: Cool. Hey, the o- only other question, Dylan, I wanted to ask is, you've got such a Welsh name. What's going on there? Have you got... Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when you first contacted us, we were like, oh, this must be somebody local. Because, uh, yeah. So what's, what's the... Have you got any Welsh kind of uh, parentage or history or anything?
0: Uh, No, not that I know of. I'm actually... Uh, my grandfather was Swedish, and I think I have some you Italian did. in my blood, too. But... Uh... I think I should do a twenty-three in Me test because the British guy I interviewed the other day said that. Yeah, as yeah. Well.
1: that's crazy. Well, Dylan Dylan uh, is a popular name in Wales because of Dylan Thomas, the um, the poet.
2: And Price is just—it's like there's a few surnames around yeah. Wales which everyone has. And it's like Price, Evans, and yeah. the other ones.
1: but our surname, um, when they when back in the day, like you know, kind of a couple of hundred years ago in Wales, if you were the son of so, if I was, uh, if you were my dad, you were Dylan Price. And if you named me Mark, it would be Dylan App Rice. So they put a little AP in it and that was, they dropped the P. So, yeah. So our names are very closely tied, our surnames. So that's rather interesting. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Do a bit of Googling oh. on that. Yeah. I'll have to do some tests while I'm in quarantine and find out what uh where my roots are and maybe I can <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Okay then. Well thanks you for
0: your time. Well, well, thank you guys so much. I will uh once again I'll share this with you guys when it's posted. And yeah. thank you guys okay, again. Thank you. That's great. Take care. You too. Bye, Bye guys. Once again, can't thank Lily and Mark enough. It was a privilege to sit down with them, and I'm excited to see what Lily does in the future, and Mark has an incredible daughter there, and they're just two incredibly positive human beings, and it was a privilege to sit down with them. As for what's next for Ambitious, there's been no Senior Spotlights this week, but they'll be coming back next week for their final run. Two more Senior Spotlights, one Tuesday, one Thursday, and they'll be closing out Senior Spotlights, uh, I believe, as a whole, and then we'll start some new segments. Um coming in the coming weeks as well as some really cool interviews uh in the next two episodes i have a pretty big boxer coming on previewing his fight with top rank on tuesday he's going to talk to me ahead of that fight tuesday night so really cool conversation with sony frederickson as he gets ready to headline that card and then later on on thursday i sit down with one of the biggest up-and-coming tiktok stars in one of the coolest interviews i got a privilege to do so So tune back in Tuesday and Thursday for those incredible conversations. Um, Check us out on Instagram, Ambitious Podcast, Twitter, Ambitious with DP, YouTube, wherever, Ambitious with Dylan Price. Just check us out. Uh, Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. We have merch. Check it out on our Instagram. And yeah, have a wonderful weekend, Ambitious listeners, and tune back in Tuesday for Sony Fredrickson in what is going to be a very cool conversation. Have a good one.